Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinbart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Cole. My guest today is Martin Kupinger. He is the founder and the principal analyst here at Kupinger Cole. Hi, Martin. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to be back here in this talk. Great to have you. And we have a, a topic. And actually, I have to read it out because, because it's too long to remember. Uh, we want to talk about the need for policies and automation to secure your agile and dynamic IT environment. Uh, there is a strong claim in there. Um, let's start with, with this need for automation and policies. How is this reflected? And is this a new thing in IT? Um, I think we, we, we can answer with yes and no here. Um, so we see um, the tendency to automation for decades. Um, we have policies around for decades in, and that's, I think, where the problem starts in many, many areas. So um, th there are firewall policies. Um, there are whatever automated configurations of, of, of system environments, there are a lot of things which are sometimes relying on policies, which are sometimes automated. But I, I think when we look at what, what is happening um, in, in today's IT, um, we are not consequent and consistent enough in um, using automation and policies across everything. But when you look at this automation and um, the areas that you mentioned, then and that could be something that is an automated rule within identity provisioning. That could be something that a, a developer creates when creating DevOps environment, firing up and, and shutting down um, dynamic environments. These are different people. These are different responsibilities. Um, it's really difficult and, and really a challenge to get a grasp on what's happening across these areas, especially when you need to keep track of this, when you are a regulated environment, when you are a company that needs to prove in the end what your systems are doing. Um, where, how can we attack or how we can we tackle this challenge? Yeah, and I think that that leads us to an interesting, to a couple of interesting points. And, and I think we need to deconstruct this a little. So, so when we, for instance, say DevOps, based on uh, microservices architectures, so services talking with other services via APIs, via application programming interfaces, running uh, on a container platform such as Kubernetes, um, that again runs on an infrastructure as a service um, environment, then and, and managed by development tools, uh, managed by, uh, you know, when you look at, at this DevOps, then you, then you see, okay, there are so many different tools involved uh, already uh, by a ton of DevOps tools in the DevOps tools chain. Then we have a, a couple of different uh, areas. For instance, when we look at, at, at it from a security perspective, so who is allowed to do what um, in the DevOps tools chain with the various tools? Um, how do we manage the resources on infrastructure as a service? Um, how do we secure the API-based communication? Um, how do we secure what is happening within the application itself and the privileged access to the application? So the entitlements within the application. As you said, yes, there are, um, on, on one hand, 
various peoples being responsible for parts of that entire agile IT. Um, and there are various elements we need to secure. So, so we have the developers, um, and we all know that many developers, maybe most developers, um, are not very keen on, on putting security at the forefront in, in what they are doing. They develop and security quite frequently is more an afterthought. We have the infrastructure people, um, and it's not only, only infrastructure as a service. It might be your own internal IT environment you're talking about. So it can run in different different environments. It's not necessary that you use your, your Kubernetes only in AWS or Azure or, or Google Cloud Platform or somewhere else. It might be that you run it in your private cloud or, or in, in your data center. So it's, it's even bigger here. And that means, yes, we have uh, uh, quite a range of places where we need to um, manage and automate, and we have a, we have different responsibilities. Um, the challenge I see is that um, I, I believe it would be rather naive to assume that someone can do everything. So you create the code and you create the scripts or the, the declarations that um, ensure that the infrastructure is sort of working the way you need it for that application and you care for security. That never worked. And so we need to figure out ways um, how we can do that better. The challenge is in a dynamic environment, um, this can't be done manually by three different teams. So we end up with the need for thinking, how can we do it better? And I see two elements of the answer, which are automation and policies that work hand in hand across everything. But that also means that, that IT organizations have to adapt to this different kind of thinking so that we, that you understand where policies are defined, how they are consumed, how they are enforced later, and how these um, individual building blocks within an organization, not within IT, um, play well together, that at every time these policies are understood, consumed, enforced, and really executed um, during the existence of infrastructure, during the running of a process. Um, so th this really needs to change because everyone needs to be clear uh, that the infrastructure, be it code, be it Docker container, Kubernetes network, um, is defined and designed according to the to the current valid policies and th i think only at that moment it's possible to get to this level of automation so really people have to s change their way of thinking um that that's would would be one question and on the other hand what are we really looking at we, I, i think um the the term entitlements is is, is is something that came up again But an entitlement for me is the combination of identities plus their access. So um, no matter what kind of identity it is, it is always the combination of somebody, be it a device, a process, uh, something, and their ability to execute uh, their access rights. And these two combinations, um, on the one hand, um, identity plus access equals entitlement, and the management of these entitlements via policies and automation, that is the way... We should think of, am I right? 
Um, so, so you're definitely right with entitlements. So something or someone is entitled to do something, which is, by the way, um, the, the foundation of every policy. Policy is a subject, so the someone or something is entitled the action to to do something on a certain object. This is the standard structure. There might be then constraints added, but at the end, this is exactly what a policy looks like. Every policy is always about this structure, regardless of if you look at a firewall policy or a dynamic authorization policy and identity management or uh, other types of policies. It is always um, that structure. There are different levels of policies. Uh, so for firewalls, you're talking about ports and IP ranges and stuff like that. Um, at other levels, we just say all employees can access whatever this area of our um, corporate uh, internet, if you still use the term corporate internet or something like that. So the, the, the level varies, but the structure of the policy is the same. The interesting thing is, I believe that we can, in, in many areas, we can derive lower level policies in an automated or in a defined manner. So automation based on certain policies and rules, so to speak. We, we can derive lower level policies from higher level policies. We can automate a lot around that if we do it right. And I think this is this is part of that. Um, the other thing is what, what you brought up. Um, if we have a complex challenge here in, in all these entitlements and, and across the organization, um, I, th I think this is this is what we do in many areas of IT. Over time, a lot of solutions in IT um, came up because we learned doing it manually is cumbersome, uh, is inefficient, is error prone. Um, so when I go back to our, one of our core domains, which is identity access management, um, the identity provisioning world evolved because creating accounts and assigning entitlements manually appeared to be not the right way in large organizations. That was fine when you had one mainframe and very few users. Um, the more applications, the more systems you had, the more you had to move into something which was automated. Unfortunately, maybe not as at least formally policy-based as it could be. In fact, um, a role and entitlements are nothing else than some uh, translation of policies into um, sort of entitlements. But at the end, the answer was um, policies. The answer was automation. And this is the same when you look at tools in the network management space, when you look at um, other areas, it's always then trying to to automate. And um, when you work with infrastructure as a code, when you work with declarative or scripted approaches, um, in some way, it's, it's the, the try to, to shift into automation. And it's shifting into automation. It might, in that case, be more policy-based and less scripted, less 
manual declarations, but that is a relatively simple step to do. So at the end, regardless of which areas we look at, it, it goes always to policies and automation are in some way a proven answer, but we didn't do it sort of consequently and integrated enough so far. And to your point of organization, I'm not sure whether that, that I don't don't think this is a final answer, maybe, but I'm I'm reluctant to say we need to fundamentally change the IT organization here. Um, so we will not have people. Usually, we only have very few people who understand all areas. So I understand security better than infrastructure management than today's development. So my days of development are uh, pretty much in the past. Um, so I'm not a super expert in all three areas. Um, you will rarely find people who are super experts in, in all areas. And so you can't build an organization that says, okay, people understand everything. So you need the specialists and you need to bring them together and make them work um, together. The question is, should you create different teams? But then again, how do you ensure that the way you deal with infrastructure, you deal with security is consistent across the entire organization? So so I believe it's, it's more saying, um, where can we automate? Um, where do we maybe even get part, at least, at least partially rid of certain, certain requirements? So the more we automate the, the way we consume and we, we manage infrastructure, the less need there is for um, infrastructure specialists. Um, so that will be a change, but I'm, I'm not sure whether we, we really must fundamentally change the organization. What I meant with, with changing the organization was making sure that, for example, the DevSecOps um, does not have to know each of these three aspects, DevSec and Ops, but is capable of consuming well-defined, for example, security policies to integrate them, to auto automate them without having to care too much about them, just to make sure they are there, they are enforced, they are well-defined, and they apply to what I create as a, as a developer, as an operations guy or girl. Um, I think that is the important stuff so that we really can make sure that the individual expertise of the individual partners in the game um, is, is leveraged at the possible highest level um, and that things work together by achieving automation and by defining and making available well-defined um, policies for automation. I think that that may be a starting point. Here we are, I think, on... We agree. I think the point is when you look at DevSecOps, um, which is a known term, but not a super well-known term, term across uh, all the, the involved people. This Dev and Sec also comes from, it comes probably more from DevSec than from SecOps um, in that terminology. So secure operations and securing the operations is a theme which um, is increasingly uh, visible, where where new capabilities such as cloud infrastructure entitlement management come in to say we, we tackle this this challenge of uh, so, sort of secure operations in an agile IT as as a capability which adds to this bigger picture. On the other hand, we have this DevSec thing, and um, DevSec 
done right is not about saying um, developers become the super experts in security, but it is about saying there are services that are APIs. So in fact, there are REST APIs or whatever else, which deliver the security, the identity capabilities to be easily consumed in development so that developers just need to know, um, okay, if I need to register a user, this is the way I, I do it. This is the way I authenticate a user. This is the way I ask for an authorization, but I don't care about the details. So in, in fact, it's not about saying I, I integrate this, but I have a clear segregation where someone delivers the security and identity services, exposes it via APIs, as we have in our identity fabrics paradigm, the identity API layer, so that the developer just can consume that, doesn't need to think much about that, and has something that works well. And I think this is the point behind that, um, that we it's more about um, segregating at the right point. But policies then can be something which sort of are a common clue because they affect all areas. Um, and then the specialists are more about uh, more into responsibility to translate where sort of a manual mapping, manual translation, higher level to lower level policies is required. Right. And I think the answer to this massively evolving, getting more dynamic, getting more agile of this IT infrastructure that we have today, the answer to, to the issues that come up from that can only be the same level of getting more dynamic and agile um, when it comes to automating and pro providing the right policies. It's, it's necessary to be as fast with creating policies and automation as the infrastructure and the changing areas of infrastructure require, as the as we mentioned them in the beginning, from on-prem, from traditional machines to um, dynam dynamical infrastructures like, like uh, Kubernetes and Docker infrastructure up to highly um, um, orchestrated and, and really just ephemeral infrastructures that exist only for a few minutes to, to cover some additional workloads. All this needs to be well-defined, well-automated, and only in that situation you can deal properly with these kinds of infrastructures. I, I would partially disagree with what you just said, because you said we need to be very dynamic creating policies and the automation. I think the point is automation helps us to deal with the dynamic nature of our IT. Um, so the policy is, is relatively stable, at least at a higher level. And that helps us to deal with this, uh, the, 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 the dynamic nature of IT. Um, and it is, it's the same uh, we, we have seen in identity. So um, when you manually manage all the static entitlements, it's very hard to follow the agile, but not so super agile nature of an organization even. Um, the, the more you go into policy-based access, um, the easier it is to follow change because changing a policy is relatively simple. Changing hundreds of roles and tens of thousands of entitlements is way more complex. So I think it is um, to, to, to cope with, with the dynamic nature of IT, with the agile IT of today. And, and also the, that's the other side of the things, the complexity of, of the environments. We need a higher level of policies and automation. 
because we're not just talking about infrastructure as a service, we're talking about so many different environments. And going back to my, my analogy of identity management, when you had very few systems uh, where you need to manage a few users, it was simple. With every additional application and sort of a growing number of, of IT users, the problem of provisioning arise because you people weren't able to, to manage this manually anymore. So there was a need for automation and to a certain degree of policies, maybe not as mature as it um, is today or could be, but at the end, it's the same story here. Okay, so now we've come full circle to the beginning of this uh, episode. So we are again at the need for policies and automation to get a grip on the agile and dynamic uh, um, nature of IT infrastructure as, as of today. So I think that's a great point to, to stop this episode and to catch up on that again in a further episode when it gets to uh, creating more tangible solutions for getting to policies and automation in real life systems and to talk more about that in a further episode. Um, until then, thank you very much, Martin, for being my guest today. Welcome. And looking forward to the next episode coming up soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye.